0: Blockbuster Hour for you. Kathleen Wynn is always here on Wednesdays at 9.20 for the segment Stuff That's Working, Stuff That Isn't. I suppose if I wanted to be very casual, I could say Stuff That Ain't. Uh, NBC News radio correspondent John Decker is here to report on President Volodymyr Zelensky's visit to Washington. It didn't go badly, but he didn't get what he wanted, and he's not the rock star he used to be, it would seem. And then we're going to talk maple syrup coming up as well in the 9:30 to 10 o'clock hour because apparently maple syrup yields are beginning to go down as a result of climate change right now don't want to keep a cabinet minister waiting sean fraser the federal minister of housing is here to talk about the liberals new housing plan nice to have you sir
1: It's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me. Okay.
0: Now, a funny thing in all of this is people keep saying that this has been the World War II plan where we built a lot of houses, and then they keep talking about tiny little houses because that was the World War II house. I don't think that's what we're talking about, is it?
1: Uh, No, not necessarily. Look, we're borrowing an idea from our history in in the sense that we're going to adopt a catalog of pre-approved designs. Uh, Though the Victory homes that we are familiar with in communities across Canada that still stand today were appropriate back then, we know that the kinds of homes that will allow us to solve the housing crisis today will involve a a range of different kinds of buildings, small multiplexes, uh, medium rise buildings, apartments for students and seniors. The consultation that we're launching in January is going to help us identify the kinds of homes that we can build for the modern era that will allow us to overcome the challenges that we're facing today based on the idea that was implemented after the Second World War that provided homes for our soldiers as they returned and their families, but not necessarily the exact same home designs that we were dealing with more than a half century ago.
0: Okay, so is the idea here that developers would build multiple houses from these plans or is it that an individual family might say, we're just building one house, give us the plan?
1: Yeah, my my sense is this is going to have a bigger impact with the development community. But what excites me is it's going to reduce the barriers to entry for small developers who are looking to start that company. When you can reduce the cost by removing the cost of hiring an architect to actually design the building in the first place, uh, that'll make a big difference. But keep in mind, we're aiming to streamline not just the process of uh, getting a building design, uh, but also access to CMHC programs. For example, if you're trying to build affordable housing or rentals at and below, low market price. Uh, We also have been working through the Housing Accelerator Fund to encourage more as-of-right zoning. And if we can align the designs that we put forward uh, through this this catalog of pre-approved designs with automatic municipal approvals, with automatic government programs that may exist, we're going to be able to remove a lot of obstacles for those who are looking to get into the sector and make it cheaper and easier for those who are in the sector now to scale up significantly.
0: Are you able to put a dollar or percentage Value on what this kit you're going to provide, you know, how it benefits a home builder.
1: It's difficult to do with precision today because it won't be consistent between builders, and the consultation is literally just launching next month, sure. and we may learn things that change our assessment. Uh, but the idea is that if we can uh, incentivize the adoption of designs uh, through a pre-approved a catalog of pre-approved designs that are cost-efficient, labor-efficient, and energy-efficient, we're going to be able to reduce the cost of building that will allow developers to build more. We're going to reduce the need to use labor uh, by, for example, uh, embracing technology like modular home building, like panelization, like mass timber, where we can actually be building more homes in factories rather than having people need to do it outdoors. So over the course of the consultation, we'll have a better uh, impression of the precise impact of the uh, catalogue of pre-approved designs. Yeah. Uh, but the estimates that I'm seeing so far uh, suggest that we could eliminate as much as 12 months from the uh, the timelines to actually have a new development from ideation to an actual building people can live in.
0: And I realize you're still going to public consultations, but do you have an idea in your head of how many different designs, you know, is it going to be, here's a detached house, here's a semi-detached house, here's a fourplex?
1: It's going to be key that we have multiple designs in a few different categories. We will have small multiplexes. We will be looking at medium-rise buildings. We will be looking at student apartments and seniors' residences. We may identify other kinds of buildings that will be important to include as well. But within each of those categories, it's important that we have a selection of designs to choose from. Communities will want to maintain agency over what their neighborhoods look like. And by providing a series of different designs to choose from, we can avoid the phenomenon on where you would simply see cookie cutter designs replicated over and over and over. When you have that choice for communities to maintain the kind of character that they wish to, but also create the efficiencies to allow them to build more quickly, we can strike an appropriate balance that maintains community character, but also results in far more homes being built. Thanks for this. Good to have you. It's a pleasure to be on. Thanks so much. Sean Fraser, federal
0: housing minister. And it sounds like a great plan. I mean, it's one of those plans that sounds so good. you think why didn't we start talking about this a long time ago? And it was funny because I think it was with Scott Reed one of the days this week where we were talking and I said that if anybody can save the federal liberals, it's Sean Fraser. But uh, Scott was pointing out that apparently he doesn't speak French. So that's kind of a non-starter. And I know for some people, like people say, well, you know, Doug Ford, he could, uh, and I'll say, well, he doesn't speak French. Who cares? Nobody cares about French. Yeah, you still, I think it's 76 seats in Quebec that you need to win. And also it is one of our national languages. I spoke briefly with the governor general a while back and asked her how her French lessons are going, because I think it's, frankly, I get it. Yes, she's bilingual. She speaks an indigenous language. But at the same time, if you can't speak French, then I'm not absolutely convinced you can be a national leader. Um, I don't know if anybody has anything to uh, weigh in on, on this topic. It's not exactly talk radio gold. I mean, the information was great. I'm glad we had the minister on. But I don't know that anybody probably is going to be fiercely dissenting this. Robert Turner, you're putting your head. on. Well, I mean, is there that. a bigger issue facing us right now? No. Nope. I mean, it's, it's in, the, it's in the, like, the top three or four. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, I really like this because it is, as I uh, come back to this expression once in a while, it's an elegant solution. I mean, one of the barriers is that a developer or an individual has to go out, hire an architect. And I've been through not that process of architecting, but we were going to renovate. It all came apart, but we don't have to get into that. But the process takes forever. Because at one point, I mean, first of all, if you're building, you've got to have the floor plan. Great. Um, Then you've got to have all the engineering specs. But then you get into the plumbing and the electricity. And it, in the end, comes down to exactly what the cabinet layout is going to be and where the plugs are. And as the minister was saying, one of the other interesting factors in all of this is, let's say one of the plans is that we start building low-rise multiplexes out of wood. Well, if they're all going to be the same design, then we can do the wood from one factory. And, uh, you know, there is going to be a lot of uh, benefits to scaling up On on this plan, so if everything's automatically approved at a municipal level too, where it's like I want to build house number two, it's it's a matter of a rubber stamp as opposed to a process that should make things faster. Absolutely, and Steve actually wants to. You're an architect. Hi, Steve.
2: Hi, John. Hi. I've been listening and following this idea that the minister has, and followed up by Mike Moffat, and I'm saying, oh my god, I can't believe that architects are not the problem. I am an architect. Been in, in business for 40 years. There are specialist architects that are only doing subdivision housing. There are designers that are doing housing. We have designs in our drawers that we pull out whenever a developer wants to build a certain model and type of house. We are not the problem, and we are not the cost. Maybe an architect makes $5,000 a unit on a large subdivision. When I do my large condo projects that I've been working on, if we're lucky, we're in the range of five dollars to $10,000 per unit. We are not the problem in cost, and we are not the problem in timeline. Pro- designs are available, we're all very knowledgeable, we're very, very skilled, and I don't understand where this is all leading to. The problem is in land, there's not enough land, land costs are high, development charges and additional costs from government are high. How is any of this reducing the cost and the delivery of housing?
0: Okay, well, if let's say I had a patch of land and I wanted to build, if I came to you, how much would I have to pay you for a design that you already
2: did? If if it was a house lot, yeah. a city lot that you had and you wanted to tear down an existing house and put a ho- a plan that I had in my in my drawer, I would probably charge you $5,000.
0: Okay. Well, that's $5,000, but you right. Me to
2: develop a, if you want me to develop a whole new fancy house for you, yeah. it could go up to fifty to 60000 But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about new housing, it sounds like, on new land, and I don't know where this new land is, and I don't know who's servicing it. Does the government want to get into the business of a a packaged house where they're providing the bricks and the mortar and the and the plumbing fixtures and the electrical, and they're giving a a, a reduced cost to the developer to build it? what What are we talking about here, John? this is just a design.
0: okay, Steve, yeah. thanks a lot. I got to get to traffic, but I really appreciate talking with
2: you this morning. Okay, any call Take care. Um, Steve, the architect.